Dude, I love it. It's like I I've tried to like plan before, and I guess most of this season I actually have been yeah. doing it. And but before, like when the podcast first started, all I was doing was just ripping natural conversations. A lot better. Oh fun. yeah. So yeah. Um, super excited to have you, Keegan. Obviously, um, we've been working together pretty much the most of this year. So it makes sense. Set some big goals this year. You've been a big part of that. Um, for those of you that don't know, Keegan is the CEO and founder of Vision Management. Uh, they specialize in short form content, social media. Uh, you've quietly grown <laughs> a close to sneaky six figure business here, uh, behind the scenes. And we're going to break down all about how you are doing it currently, maybe some mentors along the way. And then um, we'll get into our relationship a little bit, maybe a little bit about what we're doing and goals through the line. So cool. Keegan, thanks for coming. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. Um, So let's start, like, I want to start here because uh, I really like to start in the present. So like, kind of what are you most excited about right now? What have you been building? Kind of take us into what the focus is uh, heading into Q2. For 2023. Honestly, most th- thing I'm most excited about is I've been building a thing on how to like separate myself from the rest of the short form content. Cause like, as you know, basically what everybody's doing is like the done for you bullshit. I'm going to pump out 60 pieces of content and like, that's all you get charge, whatever amount and away you go. I've been building out um, basically how to actually drive a business result for clients. So the way that looks is actually creating like a proper content strategy, having them film that helping them with that filming, coaching them on video and then running ads against the content, but not in the typical way. We just call it boosting posts. Very simple, just a dollar a day, that sort of thing. Just so you're in front of your ICP at all times with every single piece of content that goes out. Done this with a few clients and have seen unbelievable results. For one client, we actually just brought her 15K cash this month off of, uh, off of her 5K retainer with us. So super excited with that, uh, developing that for some other clients. So I'm super, super pumped to start uh, pushing that out. Started to streamline it a little bit on the back end, so now we can actually handle clients for that. Yeah, no, that's super cool. You know, always be, always be innovating. Um, I'm curious, kind of where where is the mindset come into all this? I want to know, kind of, how did you get started? Why short form content? Um, kind of, what attracted you to this? Uh, really this service, but why build an agency based around short form content? Right. Honest now? to God, so the way it started out is I, I saw fucking TikTok. And it was like, try this, make 10 grand a month. I had no idea, not much about the online world or the agency space. That was kind of like my introduction. And then real quick, I learned from like watching YouTube videos, doing my own research, that sort of thing. It was definitely a lot more than I I cut out that it would be. Um, But I honestly get started in the short form content. Frankly, video interests me. Over COVID, I I tried to not waste my time and just like drink and do whatever like everybody else. Like I actually wanted to learn stuff. And a lot of it was through video content. And that's like, Okay, there's a ton of value that I can I can help produce for my clients with that and being able to kind of take my experiences of what I've learned and apply that to uh, my clients and the content they produce. Very cool. Now, were you a video editor? Did you have video editing experience? Like, did you did you have that kind of like skill set, or was it more the the value proposition in the like seeing definitely the, the value prop? Because like I had no I had no clue how to video edit like the first month or two. It was me doing it, learning YouTube videos. It was slow. It was horrible compared to what we do now. Um, but yeah, like it was, I'm happy. I was very happy to quickly get that off my plate because that was easily the biggest time suck at the beginning. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it's, but don't you agree? Like you kind of have to go through it. Yeah. You, like 
you don't even you don't know that that's an issue or like that you could scale unless you actually do it. And I think a lot of guys try to skip that part, like, but you don't know what you need unless you actually do it. Because you, what did you find out that you were good at though on the video editing side or something? Like, was there something that you did do like particularly? I guess, well, that, you know, you've been able to teach now that your video editors who do um, help you produce Honestly, content. just the creative side of it, because, like, obviously, you're not going to have the same style of content for every single client. Um, and I knew that, that was, I mean, in my opinion, that's common sense, but for a lot of people, it might not be. Um, but it was just honestly just finding out the creative side and just consulting with them, creating brand kits uh, for each client. That was the biggest thing. Um, but then actually getting that into onto the video is where I absolutely sucked at. Um, but yeah, it's the biggest thing is like now per client, we basically just create a full brand kit for them and, uh, help with the creative side so that their, their shit doesn't always look like her Mosey. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good to, good to hear you say that. There's so many people that there's like, like there's an element and we're about to get into this of, you know, looking at people who have done it the right way and like starting there and kind of like, you know, getting your feet wet into it. But then there is a point where you hit and you the only way you're really going to scale is when you start doing things your your own way and having your style to it some guys like to be super public and like post about it and that drives their leads and other guys like to be more technical and like design systems that kind of drive everything and they're just the you know they're the skill set behind it um what do you think has been the biggest lesson you've learned i'd say since you started and when did you start your short form content agency like july 2022 Okay, so you're not even you're yeah, less than exactly. a year. Less yeah. than a year into it. Nice, dude. That's sick. And I've been able to see it from the start of this year, and it was like, it was super cool. It's kind of funny how we <laughs> met. Just we'll go off on a tangent real quick. It was like, I really saw the appeal. I like from the being from the podcast space, I really saw the appeal. I was like, this is like natural and like easy. And I really saw it gateway. And like you said, I was at that point where I was like, you could do 60 clips so exactly. fast. And like, then I went down the rabbit hole, right? Then I started trying to edit for myself. I signed like all these clients, whatever. So I was looking and I was like, you know what? I'm a businessman, dude. I know how to leverage opportunities. Let's look for something like who is one of the best at this. And like, let's just see if they're out there. Like, thank God I started getting exposed to space. So I was in like a discord or something. And I just put it out there. Like who can fucking, you know, who's the killers at short form content. And it just worked out. Um, well, first we missed yeah. the meeting. I remember we scheduled <laughs> And I was like, oh, of course, it was the first kid that reached out. Like, he's blowing me off. Like, whatever. Like, fuck this. There's a whole list of Discord guys in there. And then you were like, no, no, I'll take it seriously. And that stood out to me because a lot of guys would just be like, all right, fuck you, Jack. Yeah. Like, you got too big of an ego. But no, you were like, no, let's see what Prophet Jack's about. And I appreciate that. I always, like, really respect the people that do give me a shot because once you engage me with what was going on, I was like, okay, I like – I like how you were thinking. You thought differently, and that really stood out to me. And it shows in your service. Like anyone who sees like your clients, um, obviously the people we've been able to connect with have loved the work. Um, what are who are some mentors uh, for you? Just to kind of like go go that route. How who has been like the one of the bigger influences um, to kind of help you scale this the right Dennis way? Dennis, you. Um, he's not like super well known. He's not like a like a public figure. Like which I'm gonna say Gary V or some shit where everybody doesn't know him. But it's Dennis, you. This guy is the fucking goat and he has been for 30 years of digital marketing in general, but video content. I connected with him like beginning of this year and like my, my business has done a complete 180. Like I can't, like 
I can't gas him up enough for like how much he's helped. How like he's basically completely changed my fulfillment process into what I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, like how my sales process, how to retain clients, everything, everything, even from how to manage my time better throughout the day to like having more time, like with my friends or my family or my girlfriend, whatever it may be, just everything in business. And frankly, just in life, he's been unbelievably helpful with like, and in regards to business specifically mm-hmm. is he's done the exact same thing. All these short form content guys are doing and what I'm trying to do now, but with like companies like the golden state warriors, red bull, like massive, genuine companies that all of us would kill somebody to work with. He's done it and he has the proof behind it. And now he's mentoring me. I, there's nobody better that I could learn from. And I like, I would challenge anybody to tell me who I could learn more from. I swear. Yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. I like, I like that route. Um, I think that's, how did you get connected? Well, I guess actually we've already talked about that, so we won't put that on the podcast, but I do kind of, um, I guess you did list out things that stood out to you from Dennis. What, you, what would you say is like the most important lesson you've learned so far since working with um, him? If you're taking sales calls, do your fucking homework on the person. It's um, a lot of things that people teach. Um, I mean, they do great. It's different, obviously different selling tactics work, but for what, with the one I'm doing and bigger clients, if you're going on to the call and you're asking, what do you do? Tell me a little bit more about that, um, that you're just not respecting their time. Um, as an example, I'm working with one of the largest homeless nonprofits in the world, Invisible People. They've done work with Facebook, whatever it is. Um, if I were to go on to that call and be like, tell me a little bit more about what you've done um, like with homeless people and that sector, he would have he hung up. It's just that's not how it works. You need If you're dealing with any big client rather than just these coaches who are basically giving you money in hopes that their business is going to work, uh, you need to be doing your homework on exactly what they do. Otherwise, it's just a pure insult. Yeah. No, 100%. It's funny you say that. I'm glad we're going down this part because I was prepping for a client today and I started, yes, it comes from the podcast experience, but I was like, man, dude, if you treat your sales calls, it doesn't take very long. Treat them kind of like as if you're a podcast host, like find out the details about them because not only do you have talking points to just really like build the report early on, but like you can really find out what they want if you do your homework on who exactly. they are, right? And so I think like I like what you said, like study your clients, um, and because you, have, to my understanding, you have a pretty good close rate. Do you know like your average, like that your what your close rate is? So like, it's roughly? super high, but it's because I only get on calls with people basically that are closed. It's a ninety percent close rate, but it's just like we do a ton of back end work in the DMs. So I'll take, I'll yeah. take, I'll take 15 Got calls it. a month close. We'll say 10, 12 of them rather than like, I could take 40 mm. and still close around the same. It's just, it's the way I train my setters. It's the way that I handle like uh, my DMS or my outreach or any inbound referral stuff. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. So those are the little details on the back end. And you know, what would you say is the, what do you think most guys are missing? Like, what do they, yeah. What are they missing that could help them scale their, their agency, short form content or, or social media? Uh, anything with that. I mean, it could go for any agency. Um, only work with people that you actually like and you're friends with. As simple as it is, if, you, if you're friends with somebody, they're going to work with you no matter what, unless you completely suck at your service. You can do a mediocre job, but be a good friend with a client. It's probably not going to go anywhere else. Become friends with clients and only take on people you work with. I mean, like I've, I've worked with people who I didn't like right from the get-go. They had egos, but I'm like, all right, sure. They're going to give me 5k a month. Sick. But then it's like, okay, a month in, it's like this relationship sucks. And I hate working with this guy. End up firing them. Sucks in your reputation. You never know who they know. 
it's just it's never good biggest thing biggest thing unless you have to put food on the table just work with people you like yeah work with people you like i'm big on that too i keep it so like i was one of those that was so hesitant to even like hire people and like i was like you like you said i was in that spot where i was trying to handle everything myself and then i really realized like how important like relationships were and i was like okay i'm good at building relationships let's build it around the stuff that i'm not very good at and like start to like just create win-wins like i think people just they see the black and white like how to build deals whether it's college or just in general where they're you know like they don't know how to build in the right way right like they're think they got to hire people either on like some big salary to do all this for like and if they can't do that they don't think they should even start you know when in reality it's like no like you can work relationships that you know that highlight your strengths and create wins for the other person it's hard to turn that down but you're right you do have to like the person because there's a lot of good deals that you could pitch to people who don't have your best interest in mind and they can end up, you know, screwing you. You know, have you had any of that? Like, you know, is there any, like, how do you, how have you navigated? What do you look for in, in good relationships? Like, what do you, what stands out to people? You know, maybe what triggers you to kind of work with them? What I mean, do you look it's for? Very, it's very simple from a first impression. Um, I mean, obviously like the cliche, whatever the saying is, it's like first impressions are super important. However the fuck that thing goes. Um, but regardless, it's yeah. like, you get on a call with somebody, whether it's Zoom, a phone call, even even if you're just like going back and forth in a DM, you can tell the type of person that they are in their tonality, the way that they talk to you, and if they respect you from the get-go. If somebody doesn't respect me or if I feel that like they have an ego and that's going to overshadow a lot of things, then I'm not going to work with them. As an example, I just – I was talking to this client, uh, potential client, sorry, um, was going to be on a honestly one of the bigger retainers um, that we would have ever had. Um, would have been a paid in full for a year, a massive deal, would have loved it. Um, but I was like, for sure down. Um, but what's it called? Day goes by, you and me actually talked about it. You know who I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. this guy, and I talked to Dennis about it. This guy had an ego. He was expecting way too much. And just the way that he was talking about me and talking to me and basically ordering me around, I just didn't like how that was. And I was like, I can only imagine what's going to happen once this invoice is paid. This is how he's talking to me and nothing's gone through yet. We're not even in the onboarding process. And this is how this guy's talking to me. No, there's no way I can work with that. Cause it's just, it's going to suck. Like the whole point of entrepreneurship, the whole reason why I do this is so I don't have a boss. I don't want to work for anybody else. Uh, that sort of thing where it's like, if I have this, it's just going to feel the same as waking up every day, going to your nine to five, driving home. It's going to have that sort of mindset and the shitty feeling. And that's the last thing that I want. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And that's a big, that's a big thing. Like, yes, it's a big opportunity, but how do you like, you can really build longevity, you know, like, and I bring this up week to week, but it's like, you can double down. Once you get a certain base of clients, like double down on those relationships, start seeing different ways you can help them look for those people. And like, it really simplifies the game for you rather than trying to take everything. Like we talk about this a lot, like even me very recently realizing like the power of like, more high ticket offers, right? And you seem to have learned that like pretty quickly. Like it's better to take a little, like have a little less meetings and going after these bigger guys because they're once, if you have proof of concept, that's all they need. Like you said, simplify the game, know who you're talking to going in. What does this person kind of need? Find out their desires, right? And then, you know, supplier solution. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit. You know, as a CEO, it's kind of like, you're really like the chief of everything officer. 
right? Like, what would you say you put your most time into as far as building the business? And what would you say you think you needs more attention? Uh, the biggest thing that honestly, right now, uh, the past kind of six months has kind of been my day to day and client success. Um, it's been not too much like moving the needle forward in the sense of like marketing and sales, where it's, I know I could be what, scaling outreach or better or putting out more content to focus on that. Um, but a lot of it's just been like dealing with clients and making sure that uh, what we're giving them, it, we're actually doing a good job. Um, but I mean, that's reaping rewards because I have been, I have referrals rolling in every day from clients. Uh, we don't even have a referral program. They just, we, we do such a good job for them that, you know what, they're just going to refer everybody. So that's definitely the thing that I focus most on is client success. But I definitely need to focus more on making content because at the end of the day, I'm a content agency and uh, putting more out is only going to do better for me. Yeah, no, and like, that's, but it's cool. I think there's, there is something to be said about establishing, building, like going into that build mode. I think people underestimate the kind of skill that social media is because at the end of the day, yes, you want to put out content, but there's also a skill set in putting out quality content. So if you're going to be the the short term content guy, then yes, like what you put out should, you know, resemble what the, ideally what the, the agency's doing, but you have to build the agency to a point where it's quality and then exactly. put it out. So it's definitely like, cool. Like some guys want to put it out kind of as they go. Yes. But don't underestimate. It's pretty time consuming, you know, depending on how you do it. But um, there are simple ways to do it, but you got to put your focus into that. And then you're taking energy out of building the business. And if you want to scale a business to, you know, where guys like you have scaled it, you really do have to double down and focus on that. I think about it all the time. You know, like, I think it's, it's an interesting, you go either way. I'm a big fan of building and then kind of teaching people a little bit, providing, providing that value. A lot of guys, like, you don't <laughs> Exactly. Know it's like, I don't want to put out content where I'm just talking out of my ass for 30 seconds. I mean, yeah. it's just, in my opinion, it's just going to look worse on, worse on you. Cause like, you know what? Somebody wants to work with me. They're going to go look at my profile. You know what? I have a handful of videos out, but at least, you know what? They're solid videos rather than me just being like, uh, this go, go from zero to 10 K a month, uh, blah, blah, blah. When some guys aren't even making that and they're telling people how to do that. And it's just that sort of thing. I just don't agree with. Um, but I mean, teach their own. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, what have you seen as far as what makes good, like what makes a good, like short form content video? What should people be putting in that can maybe help their videos do a little better? Um, <laughs> Oh, this is perfect. I was waiting for this. Uh, the biggest issue that I see yeah. is everybody just wants to make content, gassing themselves up or talking about their offer. You don't, you don't have the right to do that. Nobody's going to fucking buy from you. If you're just going to talk about yourself, post, like you need to talk about, first of all, you and like what you do, what is your, why everything like that, because people are going to buy from people at the end of the day, the more this video content and this industry is moving towards people are becoming more and more allergic to ads because everybody is doing content now, but it's like, okay, it, how many fitness coaches are there? Tens of thousands, probably in my city alone. So there's so many options to choose from, but it's like, okay, I'm not going to buy from somebody that's like, oh yeah, I'm going to get you shredded in 60 days. Everybody says that I'm going to talk. I'm going to buy from the guy that is like, this is, I had a, a shitty upbringing. This is why I turned to fitness. And this is why I want to help this person. I'm more like you're way more likely to buy from that guy, regardless of their skill set, just solely based off that. So my advice for people creating yeah. content any sort of way, become a little bit vulnerable on camera and don't be afraid to put it, put your uh, put yourself out there. Because at the end of the day, nobody cares. But talk about your why and talk about you. Yeah, cool. It's cool to hear you say that. I think that's something 
yeah, I've definitely been been focused on something I've been consulting people on. Um, is just the uh, the guys. I even said this on the episode released on Sunday. Like the when you ever get or you get around somebody that's like in the one percent, um, they're on, honestly a lot of times they're they're the most authentic people I've ever met. Oh, right, yeah. like they they reek of authenticity, and I think that's why they're at the top. Because not only does your volume get more, you're just kind of show you're being relatable. People like relatable; they come back to relatable. If you're someone else, people can feel it. If yourself, if you're yourself, people can feel you. People can feel it, and you just have these. Like, I'm curious, what's your perspective on like follower counts? And like, should do views matter? Like, should does, does that is that something people should have like a, a glass ceiling on to like prevent them from making content? Views don't equal money. A, the engagement doesn't equal yeah. money. Um, de- like my mentor Dennis, um, he has a good friend who's a childhood friend who's an Uber driver that makes TikToks. Has like five million followers. Guess what? Still driving Uber. Still not retired. Still not living the social media life, and he has five million followers. So it doesn't matter. If you, I have. I have a TikTok account with 20 followers. I've generated over $20,000 worth of deals from 10 pieces of content on a 20 follower account. I mean, yeah. I, I have the case I'm... studies to prove it for clients doing a similar thing where they, you know what, we're getting 50 to 100K views, but it's in front of their ideal client. So, you know what, sure, a TikTok can blow up, get you 5 million views, but it's like, what type of people are you seeing that? Do you think that's 5 million of your ideal client? No. So, as long as, mm. as, long as it's in front yeah. of your client, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I agree. I think like targeting's huge, and then like you said, the I'm really big on this. Like, yeah, follower counts. Oh my gosh, like people are they think it's too, it takes too long to get to 10k followers, and then that's when you make any money, dude. It's not. You need the right people to see your videos, and if you're providing value and your service is quality, somebody needs it, they're gonna investigate, and then it's up to you. Kind of like we were talking about the CEO of everything, like. How have you approached the sales process? What are some tips you can give us on how to, you know, uh, raise that close rate? Essentially? Uh, on the sales process, first thing, obviously, make sure that they're genuinely qualified. So that goes down to basically just doing your research on them um, before you even get on the discovery call with them. Um, with that, too, in the DMs, one of the things that I like to do is basically run them through the entire process, give them the entire agenda of what the call would look like. Um, and then basically, you know, a day or, day or two later, I'm not necessarily quiz them on, uh, on what I sent over, but basically ask them just a question to be like, Oh, what did you think about this? And then obviously I know what they're If they answer right or wrong, if they answer wrong and they haven't read through it and they don't respect my time. I'm not even going to bother getting on a call with them. It's just going to be a waste of 15 minutes for everybody. There's no point. I have better things to do. And they, so do they. So do little things in yeah. the DMS, qualify them, make sure they're a good fit for your service before you even get on the call. And then I like to call it kind of soft closing, not necessarily price dropping, but being like, okay, so it sounds like these are your needs. We can fit these. Do you have the budget to do something like this? Yes or no. Because if anybody's going to buy, they're not just coming off the street being like, oh yeah, for sure. 5k sounds great. They've done some research and they haven't have a budget to spend. So they're going to let you know right away. Interesting. Okay. So that's a cool tip. Like here's what we can do. What's your budget for something like this? And then really providing that, like, obviously you want to do better than that service, but like, yeah, like quantifying that, like, you know, what your, your overhead is, you know, what it takes to get something like that done. Um, And 
that's really cool. I mean, honestly, that's that's advice. Like, I'll take, <laughs> I'll write down after this. I like that as far as framing the deals. Um, and I'm trying to think some other. What do you look for in employees? What do you think people should look for as far as building their their team out? Biggest qualities. I know we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot about you know, like finding the right people and people you like. Is that the key in employees? Is Are you looking for something else? In employees, VA specifically, um, the biggest thing yeah. is you need to be able to manage them. If they're unmanageable, mm-hmm. if there's any pushback in kind of any sort of way, fire them or don't even employ them in the first place just because there's a thousand other people that are willing to take that spot. Um, attention to detail, honestly, work ethic and attention to detail is the biggest thing for me because skills can be trained. Those things cannot be. Like as an example, like when I post, right. uh, when I make like a job post on LinkedIn or wherever I do it, I make them put some random like word in the subject line of the email or the application. Like the most recent one, I was I was looking for another person to join a repurposing team just to kind of help supplement some stuff apart from my top guy that does it. Um, I've made put in the subject line, it was Beaver in all caps. If everybody that doesn't do that, regardless how good they are, no attention to detail, auto DQ'd. So you can filter out thousands of applicants from that alone right there that's how you know what do you, be, what so, do you put what do you make them do some random subject line in like the email or the application yeah. so as an example but like beaver or like content um that sort of thing yeah. and like i'll like change like the caps up so some will be lowercase some will be uppercase just because that filters out the attention to detail right then and there all right interesting i like that attention to detail it's very outside the box but i think that's why we work well because we're not we I come to you with some wild <laughs> ideas I think and it's like but we tame them we're like oh no but that could that could work we should try to scale yeah. that that way and I think that's why like everything seems to flow I'm glad um yeah that's that really showcased your outside the box thinking so that's cool is there anything you look to I guess on the on the mentality side like any advice for kind of I mean it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur you know you go through the ups and downs um is there anything you do maybe is it you know reading meditation is there anything you do to kind of get your mind right to kind of get through this any advice honestly i don't really have anything um if you're if you're you're going to become an entrepreneur uh it sucks it it, if i get fucking sucks like there's days when it's like holy shit you have like a record month and then it's like oh my god like i'm making so much money but then it's like i just worked 14 hour days for two months straight i haven't had a day off in eight months it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's tough sometimes, but be prepared for it and enjoy, enjoy every moment. Cause at the beginning, honestly, frankly, up until a couple months ago, it was one of those things where the shitty days really sucked because I wasn't enjoying everything where it's, you have to take a step back and realize where you're at, where we're able to make a genuine career for ourselves that you can't get out of college or you don't get until working your 20 years in the workforce, at least financially wise at the bare minimum. So just take a step back to realize what you're doing. You're building relationships, a business, a career from a laptop and a computer in your, in your mom's house, if that's where you are. It's, it's so cool. It's, it's amazing to be a part of you're managing people. You're responsible for people's livelihoods. If you have employees, like there's little things like that. So just take a step back and just enjoy the process of the ups and the downs. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's great advice. I love that. Um, because it is, so this, this is honestly the best part, right? Like doing this while you're young, getting like, you just get like, I always talk about it. Like I took, I'm on the phone with like high level business owners every day. And sometimes I'm like, I'm like laughing. Like I'm like looking at where I'm at. And you know, like you just said, like you can make a very like 
you can get to like a six figure income rather quickly. Like, you know, it's the age of the internet. The answers are out there. If you apply yourself and partner with the right people, provide services that people need internet based, you can do that. But then, like you said, like we do business with all types of people. So like you're talking to like, you know, some just private equity firm or something like guys that have like really gone through the, the trenches of building a business. And you're kind of, you don't compare yourself to like, wow, like that's the different ways to kind of get to this level. I think the game is just so much fun. And like you said, like enjoying it now, grinding through your twenties, how else are you going to know you're, you know, you can figure it out. Like I tell people, like you walk around at 30 and it didn't work out a lot of times, a hundred percent of the time, actually, it's going to be because you didn't apply yourself. So it's like, remind yourself of that now, the days you don't want to like go after it, right? Like just like, that's what it looks like, but you still can change it around. You can go use this experience regardless, like engaging in the process, you're going to start, like you're going to build that experience for if it doesn't work exactly. out, right? Um, so now we're getting ready to wrap this up. It's like you said, um, keep this pretty short and sweet. Now I want us to know what is the uh, worst piece of advice you've ever Ooh. received? In business or just in general? Well, first thing that comes to mind. Honestly, nothing comes to mind. I have some, I have something I can't really share. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Honestly, okay. it was one of those things. Actually, it was told at the beginning in the agency space. Um, if you have an issue with client churn rate, um, your solution is to sell more. That will never be the case. If you have an issue with your clients churning one, two, three months, it's not a selling issue. It's a, your service delivery fucking sucks issue. So if you're dealing with yeah. a shitty LTV of your clients, uh, take a look in the mirror and provide a better service. Okay, fair. I like that. All right, what's one question you have for the host? Ooh. First impression of me. First impression. First impression of you. Um, I would say... Like, quiet, like a little, like you were like a little, a little guarded. You're a little hard to read. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, so, like very nice. Like you listened very well. Like you were a really yeah. good listener. I think that's a positive way to look at this. Not quiet. Like you were a really good listener. Like, and um, yeah, once you started explaining what you were good at, I could really see the expertise. Like, I really see you as like, a very unique like mindset in the space. And like I always say, like a big part of the show is like showcasing the people that are making good money from their couch. And you know, you're not seeing plastered all over TikTok telling you you're going to be a millionaire in 10 days. Like, you know why? Cause they're actually going in the process. So it's super cool. Like, so yeah, I mean, I think I saw, I noticed the, the mindset pretty early just because usually the best teachers, best listeners, like it makes sense. Um, so you definitely know what you're talking about that stood out once you told me kind of the, just kind of how quickly you had started and like the resources you had at your yeah. disposal. Cause I'm a big guy, as you know, like with leverage, I think relationships mm -hmm. are everything. And like, I find myself creatively like creating win-wins when I, I like the person and I like the product and I could definitely see that you're kind of on that, you're on that same page because you had establish this pipeline and this like proven system rather quickly. So like, you know, I like speed's not everything, but when you do it the right way, speed, that's how you get there, right? Like it's usually a knowledge exactly. gap. And so like you, you covered that very quickly. So yeah, first impression of you, good listener and you know, quiet minds speak pretty loudly. So 
Keegan, that was awesome, dude. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Obviously, I'm glad people got to get a behind the scenes, kind of what we're doing, and probably see a lot more of us because obviously I'm not going to stop <laughs> on the creative side. We get Keegan on here a few more. It's really good value, especially as the market changes, you know, getting your insight on it because, like you said, you just kind of prove it to us. Uh, where can you find? Where can we find you? And um, you know, at yeah. Keegan Carthy on all socials. K K E I G A N C A R T H Y. All right. Awesome, I appreciate man. you having me Thank on. You.